for joining me today. I'm Karen Davis, the founder and president of United Poultry Concerns, a nonprofit organization that promotes compassion and respect for chickens, turkeys, ducks, and other domesticated birds. Today I want to speak to you about how we characterize farmed animals and the situations that we put them in for human consumption. How do we speak about these animals? What words do we use? What words do we choose? Speaking for these animals requires negotiating a set of verbal conventions that devalue these animals, starting with separating animals from humans. Farmed animal advocates have to confront the language of agribusiness in which farmed animals are deliberately depersonalized, even de-animalized, as so-called broilers, layers, livestock, cattle, steers, veal, swine, poultry, and the like. Putting these terms in quotation marks is one way of pointing out that this particular cow is not intrinsically a dairy cow and that this particular chicken is a sentient being and not a quote-unquote broiler, except in the crude context of animal farming. At the same time, too many quotation marks can clutter up our language, so this problem too has to be solved. Here are some key examples of agribusiness terminology that diminishes the lives and feelings of chickens and other farmed animals for the purpose of harming them with impunity. Who, after all, relates empathically to an animal called a steer, S-T-E-E-R, referring to a castrated bull, or to swine, or even hogs? If in certain circumstances we feel compelled to use the term broiler to distinguish chickens killed for meat, this term should never be used as a noun, but only as an adjective. Do not say broilers. Say broiler chickens. Don't call hens used for egg production layers, L-A-Y-E-R-S, or egg layers, but rather laying hens. Don't talk about raising veal or refer to the veal calf's prison as a veal crate. Instead, say veal calves and veal calf crates. We don't want to facilitate animal suffering and consumption by using terms that diminish our feelings and the feelings of the general public for these animals. We don't want to use words that demean and degrade the animals. We want to make them visible and always to affirm their dignity. As much as possible, simply say chickens, hens, cows, calves, pigs, and fishes, and always avoid terms like grass-fed beef, pasture-raised eggs, and pasture-raised chicken or turkey. Only a live animal can be raised, not body parts and corpses. There's a big difference between pasture-raised chicken versus pasture-raised chickens. Likewise, a chicken leg is one thing, a chicken's leg is another. Each time we speak or write for animals in the public domain, including our social media, we want to choose words carefully in order to get people to accurately perceive and want to help these animals at the level of physical reality, but also in the realm of rhetoric, the art of persuasive discourse. As the battery-caged hen Minnie cries out to her future rescuer in Claire Druce's powerful story, Minnie's Dream, which, by the way, we sell through United Poultry Concerns, being locked in a battery cage does not make Minnie a battery hen. 
Sadly, unless she is rescued, she is a battery-caged hen who hopefully will have the good fortune to become a former battery-caged hen who is now free. This leads me to a word about pronouns. We want to make sure that the pronouns we use when speaking about farmed animals or about any animals do not characterize them as its and witches. We want to say this chicken who or this turkey who and not, for example, this chicken which I rescued today or that I rescued today. We should never call a rooster or a hen or any animal who is clearly male or female an it. Through the years, people have called United Poultry Concerns asking us to give or find a new home for their unwanted rooster, alas. Often they refer to him thoughtlessly as it, as in, we need to find another home for it. To which I will say nicely but seriously, well, he's a rooster, right? So you need to find a home for him, right? Often people are just repeating what they've heard others say and don't even realize what they are saying. We all need a nudge from time to time to make us aware of our own word choices. At the same time, we also need to give a nudge and not be shy. Remember that we are speaking for the animals and they need our courage. Finally, I want to say a word about a word that we should never use to describe the inhumane killing of animals by their abusers. The word is euthanasia. Disturbingly, this industry term for the mass murder of chickens, turkeys, and other farmed animals, and animals in laboratories, has been taken up by the mainstream media and sometimes even used by animal advocates. The slow, agonizing death of an animal killed brutally on purpose is the opposite of euthanasia. Euthanasia is a Greek word meaning a good death, a merciful death, to die well. If we wonder if a particular method of killing an animal is euthanasia, we should ask ourselves if we would choose to die by that method. Or would we choose our companion dog or cat to die by that method? If the answer is no, I think that's our answer. I will have more to say about euthanasia in future podcasts. Meanwhile, let us take care not to fall into the trap of using this term to describe the brutal killings of chickens and other animals on farms and in laboratories. If a rooster dying horribly in a staged cockfight, cannot be said to be euthanized at the direction of his owner, neither can a chicken or a turkey torture to death in ventilation shutdown killings in which they are literally baked, cooked to death, be said to be euthanized. Yet farmers and researchers, government officials and veterinarians will say that these animals were euthanized and the news media typically echoes this lie. One more final word. Please do not ever refer to a slaughterhouse as a meat packing plant or a processing plant. Remember that these terrible places are truly terrible and that what is being done and suffered inside them is not mere processing, but terrorizing and killing. Help other people to get this picture. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, 
and that you have found it helpful, and that you will share it with your network of friends and colleagues. Thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful day.